1: The Lord Jesus Christ, welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. And folks, we are coming to you live from the Asylum Studios here in the beautiful city of Eagle Pass, Texas. You know, folks, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon here in Eagle Pass. Uh, it's a uh, it's a nice. 96 degrees at the moment, it's, uh, and it doesn't really feel too hot, to be honest with you. But it is a beautiful Sunday afternoon. It's a beautiful Lord's Day, and on this Lord's Day, I hope that you made it to church. I hope that when you were at church, you heard a message from the Word of God that set fire to your heart. I hope that when you left church, you left with a renewed love for the Lord Jesus Christ and a fresh burden for the lost and dying Of this world. Now, folks, on today's Sermon Sunday broadcast, we're going to talk about uh, a subject that um, hits very close to home for me and my family right now. We're going to talk about grief. Some folks that we know of are dealing with grief. Yesterday afternoon, uh, we lost our mother to a long battle with pulmonary disease. And uh, yesterday uh, she went home. Now one of our listeners also, just a few weeks ago, lost her mother. So some of us are dealing with grief. And dealing with grief is never easy. It's one of the most difficult emotions we ever encounter in this life. The Bible declares that Jesus was acquainted with grief. And he bore it in our stead. And as I as I thought about this, I thought, well, how did he do it? How is it that the Bible declares that Jesus was acquainted with grief? Well, today we're going to ex- we're going to examine dealing with grief. But before we get into our message for today, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website Spirit Podcast.com. And when you get over there, head over to our contact section. And uh, why don't you send us over a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, folks, don't forget to send over those prayer requests. Now, folks, also, while you're on the website, uh, if you would, please look for that Support This Podcast button. And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set it up for 99 cents, $4.99 4.99 or 9.99 a month. And if you can't do a or commit to a monthly recurring contribution, well maybe you can do a one-time contribution. And if you're able to do that, you could always click on the waygiver button or you could scan the Cash App QR code which is on the website as well. So why don't you pray about it, folks, and no matter how the Lord leads you to do it, if these podcasts and these live shows have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be so thankful for it. Now, of course, first of all, before we do anything else, I just want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, there are many things, many, many things to be thankful for. It's just like the song says, you know, count your blessings and name them one by one. Well, honestly, folks, if we were to actually sit here and count our blessings, uh, we would never finish the show. <laughs> so uh, the Lord has blessed us in many, many ways, and uh, uh, the most important way that he had He has blessed me was by, uh, by providing that gift of salvation through his perfect shed blood on the cross of Calvary. And uh, it was 23 years ago this month that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ... Uh, extended out his hand to me, his nail-scarred hand, and I gladly received that gift. It's not something that I ever looked back on and said that it was a mistake. There was, n- there was absolutely nothing in my Christian walk or experience that would ever make me uh, 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 regret, I was trying to find the right word, that would ever make me regret this, the decision I made 23 years ago. Uh, it's something that uh, it was so easy to do. It wasn't any work that I ever did. No baptism, no church, no sacrament, no prayer, nothing. Saved, nothing that you could do for yourself saves you. It's only, the sh- it's only accepting the gift of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all you have to do is ask him, and he'll give it to you. He'll provide it to you. I was able yesterday to, to talk to my mom very briefly uh, before uh, she ultimately passed. And again, I told her about Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, it's my sincere prayer. It's my hope that, uh, that, that she has accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. And she told me that she had, uh, that I didn't have to worry, that she was okay, that she knew and she understood. And uh, I'm resting on that. I'm resting on that. And I'm trusting the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, uh, I also uh, want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ, of course, for giving me this ministry opportunity. This is a tremendous, tremendous blessing for me uh, to be able to open up the Word of God each, week by week and to, and to sit with you and to, and to talk about the things of the Lord. It's a real blessing, and it's something that I look forward to do every week. And, uh, and, and I am so thankful for each and every one of you for, uh, for being here uh, each and every week. I also want to say thank you to all of you who have uh, been supporting us through your prayers. Thank you so much for your prayer support. Uh, it really does mean a lot to me, especially when you send me little notes letting me know that you're praying for us. Uh, it's, it's a real blessing, but I'm going to ask you to please continue to pray for, uh, for this ministry. Please continue to pray for my family, especially right now as we're, as we're dealing with the loss of our mom. And um, also uh, continue to pray for me as well. Uh, as uh, we move forward here and, uh, uh, and and open up this word of god and, and talk to you about it i also want to say thank you to all of you who already support us financially god bless you for your financial support and thank you for it uh, it really does go a long way it really does help us keep things moving here keep the lights on so to speak uh, it helps us to cover all of our expenses or at least the majority of them and it's a it's a real um, it, it's a real blessing so thank you very much for it I also, of course, want to say thank you to all of our listeners, every single one of you who uh, tune in faithfully to everything that we put out there. God bless you for your support, and thank you so much for the plays and the downloads. It, it really is, it makes a difference, and, um, you know, we are currently over 12,000 plays and downloads. don't have the exact number for you today, but we are well over 12,000 plays and downloads uh, since we started a year ago, and... Um, You know, we are still holding our five number one positions on the Good Pods platform, which is a tremendous blessing in and of itself. So thank you for that. And, uh, you know, thank you also for uh, uh, for those that have been tuning in on Spotify. We have noticed that our listenership on Spotify has been increasing. Also on Apple Podcast. I mean, that's been great. Thank you so much for that. But folks, wherever it is that you're listening, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way, you'll help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, folks, how about we get to some announcements? All right, folks, I just want to remind you of our Thursday night Bible study. Uh, We get together every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, we have been going through the book of Revelation um, on our Thursday nights. And uh, last Thursday night, we completed Revelation chapter 19. And it's really it's hard to believe that we're almost finished with this book, that we might have just maybe three or four more uh, Thursday nights uh, together on the book of Revelation, and then we'll move into something else. I'm not 100% sure where we're going with it. Now, um, uh, this week, I'm going to be traveling up to New York for uh, the funeral for my mom, and uh, so there's a very good possibility we're not going to have any uh, Thursday night Bible study this week. I'll be up in New York What I'm going to try to do, though, before I uh, before I depart, I'm going to see if if I have all of my notes together for the Revelation chapter 20 study. uh, I'm going to see if I could pre-record that and then we can set that to uh, to upload. So it wouldn't be a a live show on Thursday, but we can we can get it uploaded as the podcast version uh, Thursday, uh, Thursday evening. So uh, stay tuned on that. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to our mailing list, please do so. Uh, you can go to our website, sort of the spirit Look for the programming subscription box uh, on the homepage and uh, get yourself on the list. We'll be sending out notification through there. You could also check out our Twitter feed uh, at the s o t s podcast, and uh, we will update you on there as well. So that's every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You know, actually, if we don't do a show uh, on Thursday night, that would be a great time for you to get caught up on whatever it is that you did miss. So uh, you might want to take advantage of that, but stay tuned for it. Now, all of our shows are available on our homepage, on our website at sortofthespiritpodcast.com. Just look for the player that's on the, home, on the homepage, and all of our shows are archived there. And when we do live shows, you can listen to it live on our homepage as well. Now also, just uh, our Sermon Sunday broadcast, it's uh, today here at 3 p.m. Central Time. We've got a little bit of a late start today, just five minutes or so, uh, and 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, You could also hear us on our website, com, if you want to check us out live. Uh, We will be back on the air live for next Sunday, though. So um, we might miss Thursday, but we'll we'll be here next Sunday. All right, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you pay us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m., And our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is visit the church's Facebook page. And to do that, just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. And once you get there, you're going to find a lot of really helpful information. And also, you'll find episodes of this podcast. And, of course, we always want to say thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church and to our pastor, John Monk, for allowing us the opportunity to post the show on the church's Facebook page. As you know, we don't have a Facebook page for the show, I don't have a personal Facebook page, and quite honestly, I don't need it or want it. So, uh, so we are thankful to the church for allowing us to, uh, to use the church's site as well. Now, uh, today there was a, uh, baptism service at our church, and I just want to say God bless to, uh, all of those, uh, who took the step of obedience in Believer's baptism today and, uh, Folks, there is no salvation in your baptism. In order to get baptized scripturally, you have to get saved first. So uh, we are thankful for the folks that were baptized today, and uh, it was a, it's a real blessing uh, when that takes place. Now, folks, if you are interested in prepping, I would like to recommend the Contra Radio Network. The Contra Radio Network is a single podcast that houses nearly a dozen talented podcast and vidcast hosts and artists from around the country. Who release content daily. The Contra Radio Network releases about fifteen to twenty shows a week, depending on current events, and no issues are off limits. If you want to break down a current events, we got it. If you want to know more about preparedness and self-sufficiency, well, we got that too. If you want to hear about you wanna hear a guy driving around ranting like a lunatic, well, oddly enough, we have that. You want to hear more about politics? Bible studies, sports, camping, firearms, and more. The Contra Radio Network has it all covered in spades. You can find the Contra Radio Network on all of your major podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And you can also find them on their website at www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. All right, folks. If you haven't checked out the Three Pillars podcast, I would highly recommend that you find them. Uh, they're available on all your major podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, uh, and uh, also on uh, YouTube at Tobenator, the Motivator, Rumble at Three Pillars Podcast, and also on their website, Three Pillars Podcast dot Brother Chase uploads a new episode every Friday morning, and the great thing about the Three Pillars podcast is that it focuses on your personal growth, and it utilizes the three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical, so you really need to check them out, it's a real blessing of a podcast, I really enjoy enjoy listening, and uh, uh, I do look forward to my Friday morning uh, episode from Brother Chase, it's a real blessing, check them out. All right, as I said earlier, don't forget to sign up for our program announcement subscription on our website. Uh, just fill out the uh, web form on there. Get yourself on the mailing list. Like I said, it's the best and the easiest way for us to keep in contact with you, uh, especially over the next week here as uh, things are going to be kind of up in the air. Uh, so just uh, head over to sort of com and get yourself on that list. It's free. Don't cost you nothing. And we're not going to sell your information. We're not going to spam you with a lot of stuff that you didn't look for or ask about. And uh, it's, uh, it's, like again, the best way for us to contact you. All right. Don't forget to check out our Sword Swag. You can uh, head over to our website and look for the Sword Swag tab. And when you find it, you're going to find uh, these great Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mugs that you can get for a $25 contribution. And uh, I have my trusty mug right here. And today's, uh, today's beverage of choice is is some, just some hot coffee. Just regular old McDonald's hot coffee. Mm. I needed that. All right. And, again, you can get that for a $25 contribution. Uh, you could also get one of ours. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tongue tied. You can also get. One of our Sword of the Spirit podcast t-shirts for a contribution of $35. Just hit the info button on the page and uh, send us what it is you're looking for. We'll send you the link to where you can make your contribution. And once that gets all taken care of, we'll get those things shipped out to you as quickly as we possibly can. All right, folks, uh, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We're going to take our first break of the afternoon right here. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have an active Spreaker account, don't forget to log into Spreaker and uh, jump on into our chat group. You can drop any questions or comments there, or you can drop your prayer requests in there as well. All right, folks, we'll be back right after this. Don't you go away.
2: You can find good pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening.
1: amen and amen welcome back to the sword of the spirit podcast this is joe rusiello and uh we are going to be getting into our prayer list uh in just a quick moment here i got a little distracted and doing some uh some some paperwork over here and uh <laughs> i forgot to click back in all right so i apologize folks i'm a little bit off today um all things considered um All right, let's see our prayer requests. All right, folks. Now, normally, uh, we always start off our prayer requests by uh, going over the list of those folks that are in need of salvation. Now, uh, salvation is the single most important decision you could ever make in your life, and it's not something that uh, you should take lightly. It's without a doubt something that um, that you should take into serious consideration, and the reason is, is because it is a decision that you're going to make that has eternal consequences. It's a decision that's going to affect where you spend eternity. It's uh, it's it's not a joke. It's not a game, and it's not something that uh, that that we should be playing around with. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time to get saved. Now. Is, is the most important time to do it. Because right now, God has made it so simple. All you need to do is put your full faith, trust, and confidence in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. There's no work involved. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but by His mercy, He saved us, the Bible says. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves... It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The Bible also says that all of our righteousnesses, that's all those things that all those things that we can do that are good and right to do, God says that all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Let's think about that just think about that that's so important folks so very important because that basically means that that nothing you do will help you to get to heaven so all of those uh, all of those days of sitting in the confessional and telling another man the things that you have done to have him mediate on your behalf is a waste God didn't hear it to uh, praying at the feet of of a statue of a dead saint is not going to save you. Praying to Mary is not going to save you. Praying to the Pope is not going to save you. Your church, whether it's the Roman church, whether it's the Baptist church, whether it's the Presbyterian, Episcopal, Methodist, Lutheran, whatever church, the church is not going to save you. There is one mediator and one mediator only one mediator between God and men, and that is the man, Christ Jesus. He is the only way to salvation. Jesus Christ himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. It's not Mary. It's not the Pope. It's not Muhammad. It's not Confucius. It's nobody but Jesus Christ. So what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? It's a very simple decision. God extends his grace and his mercy right now in this age in which we live, the church age. But When the church gets raptured out, and folks, if you are paying any attention to what's going on in the world and you look at your Bible, you cannot help but see that the rapture of the church is right around the corner. It could very well be within the next five to seven years, it could be the next five to seven minutes. Don't take the chance of getting stuck here, getting left behind when the church is raptured out and then God starts to pour his wrath out upon this world. Because to get saved during the tribulation period is going to be extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. And if you want to know how difficult, go back and listen to our Revelation series. So folks, don't wait. Another minute. Get saved today. Just tell the Lord, Dear God, I'm a sinner. I am on my way to hell, and I don't want to go there. Please save me today. Wash me with the shed blood of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, it's not the prayer that saves you, folks. You're just acknowledging the fact that you're a sinner before a holy and righteous God. I mean, He knows that, but you have to acknowledge that. He wants to hear you say it, that you know it. So call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Now on our salvation prayer list, uh, we are still praying for David in New York City. We're still praying for all the unsaved members of the Baldino family. We're also praying for Manuel's mother. We're praying for Sharon. And we're also praying for Adam's father. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for those that are on our prayer list, Lord. It's a privilege for us to pray for those in need of salvation. And, Father, we also know that there are probably several folks who are listening to the show today that are not saved, that aren't on our prayer list. We pray for them as well. You know exactly who they are. Father, we just pray that you would open up an opportunity for them to get saved, an opportunity for them to hear the gospel message, whether it's through this, through this uh, Bible study, through this, through this sermon today, or whether it's through the, the effective witness of, of someone uh, that they come in contact with perhaps, Lord, it's even something that they might read, a tract or a, or a prayer card or, or something to that effect with the gospel presented. Father, I pray for them. I pray, Lord, that you, would, uh, you that you would reach down from heaven as you did for me and that you would save them today. And we will thank you and we will bless you and praise you for it in the precious name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, folks, uh, moving on down into our sick list. uh, What we're going to do here is we're going to read through all of those on our sick list, our general list, and then for our unspoken list. And then we'll pray as a group uh, at the end of that. All right, so now on our sick list, we are continuing to pray for Pastor Martin. Uh, Pastor Martin is uh, a a good friend to me, a, a good friend to my pastor, my pastor's pastor, actually. And uh, Pastor Martin is 89 years old, he has heart problems, he has vision problems, he has uh, problems with, his, uh, with, with just the strength to get through the day, uh, but yet Pastor Martin still finds it in him to go out and street preach once a week. He also uh, works to read 10 chapters in his Bible every single day, even though his vision is so bad that uh, he needs to use high power magnifying lenses so he can see the pages we're also praying for my sister Laura. We're praying for Bernice. Uh, now, Sister Bernice is uh, has been in the hospital for the last week, and uh, she was uh, she's being released, and uh, she is looking for uh, for placement in some long term care. So, uh, we're going to pray that the Lord would be uh, gracious enough to open up an opportunity for her. Uh, there is one particular uh, care center that 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 they're looking at, and we're going to pray that the Lord will open up the opportunity for her to get there. Uh, We're praying that the Lord would touch her body and give her comfort and uh, give her grace, and uh, Lord, to even bring healing uh, for Sister Bernice. Father, we're also praying for Laura, uh, Bernice's mom, uh, who's been uh, dealing with cancer as well, and from what we understand is doing well. Uh, we're praying for Janae, uh, who has uh, been dealing with a heart condition for some time now. We're praying for Sharon Baldino, who has cancer. Martin Mata with lymphoma. Daniel Villarreal with leukemia. Alex Ortiz and his son, Diego Ortiz. We're praying for Juan with cancer. We're praying for Ruben with a, uh, a pinched nerve and another illness that he is uh, dealing with right now um, that was at one point severe enough to put him in the hospital for a short time. So we're we're praying for the Lord to intervene here and and uh, and help him with this pinched nerve that it won't require surgery. And uh, for this uh, this other illness that he's been dealing with now, that uh, it will keep him out of the hospital. We're also praying for Patricia Alvarado, who has uh, kidney problems as related to cancer. We're also praying for Tina with cancer Uh, a lot of cancer out there, folks, a lot of cancer out there. Uh, And we're also praying for uh, Jerry Torres, who is recovering with a broken leg. All right, going down our general prayer list, we are going to pray for my sister, Laura. Uh, Now, my sister, Laura, has done a remarkable job in the care of both of our parents um, toward the end of their lives. Uh, You know, we lost our dad uh, two years ago. And then uh, just yesterday we lost our mom, and uh, through it all, my sister has been a rock for them and we are so thankful for her and we're thankful that she's been there with them and that she made and that she made sure that they were taken care of she fought for them tooth and nail uh, she's a she's a, a remarkable young woman, and uh, I love her to death and she is uh, She's just great. She really is. And uh very thankful to have her. And uh I am looking forward to being able to, to see her uh this week. I just wish it was under better circumstances, of course, but any opportunity to see her is a blessing. So uh we're gonna be seeing her this week and so we're gonna pray for her. We're gonna pray for Jude, her husband, uh for his business as a contractor. Uh we're also gonna pray for uh Federico Salinas, a great friend of mine and a great brother in Christ. We're going to pray that the Lord would hedge about his family and uh, protect them as they serve the Lord. We're also praying for uh, Brother Aldo and his business here in Eagle Pass at Pro HVAC. Uh, we're also praying for Brother Hector, uh, we're, that the Lord would uh, just hedge him and protect him, especially when he's out at work. We're praying for uh, Alex uh, at the church, and we're praying that the Lord would use him in a mighty way as he witnesses to the folks that he works with. We're praying for Liz with an ongoing financial matter. We're praying that th- that uh, that matter would be resolved quickly. We're also praying for Angela and uh, the classes that she is uh, just about to get started for her employment. And then, of course, we have all of the unspoken prayers of our hearts. Uh, those are the prayers that we perhaps don't have the exact words to uh express the need, or it could be something so deeply personal that nobody needs to know the details of it but the Lord himself. So we are praying for Eduardo Rodriguez, we're praying for Larissa, we're praying for Hector, Manuel, Angela, Lauda, and we are praying uh, for an unspoken need for myself as well. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for all that you do for us. We want to thank you for the love, the mercy, and the grace that you pour out upon us each and every day. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you bring comfort. Lord, we thank you that you uh, that you are able to pour out grace on us in the exact area in the exact need that we have. Father, we just lift up all of those on our sick list to you today, Lord. We ask you to touch each and every one of them. Father, we pray for their health, Lord. We pray for their healing, Lord. We pray that you would protect them as they uh, as as they lay in recovery. Lord, we pray that. Uh, that uh, uh, that you would help to uh, meet any expenses and financial needs that anyone on the list has uh, for their health, Father. We pray for uh, for all of those that uh, in their businesses, Lord. We pray that uh, you would just uh, prosper them, Lord. Bless the work of their hands as they provide for their families, and they provide services to their local communities. Lord, we pray for that. Uh, we pray for. Uh, for men like uh, Federico Salinas and Hector and, and, and Alex as, as, they, uh, as they look to serve the Lord. Lord, we pray that you would hedge them about, protect their families, uh, protect them, Lord, uh, from those that would do them harm. And Lord, bless and uh, prosper the work of their hands as well. Uh, for Isabella and Jessica and their walk with the Lord, we pray for them. We lift them up to you. Uh, fine young ladies, and Lord, we pray that you would just continue to bless them. And for Liz, for her financial matter, for uh for angela for the classes that she'll be starting shortly and then of course for the unspoken prayers of our hearts father you know exactly what those needs are and lord we just ask you to meet those needs according to your perfect will for us and for our lives and lord we ask you also just to uh show mercy and provide that grace that we need to handle those things that are before us father we thank you so much for all that you do we commit this day to you we commit this. the, uh, the, the message that you've given us, Lord, we ask you to bless the preaching and the teaching of your holy book today. Father, we pray that you would give me the words to speak as, as, as we uh, go into our preaching service for this morning, or this afternoon, rather. And, Lord, we just thank you so much for everything that you've done for us. And, Lord, we ask you to bless it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right, folks, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever... Uh, you could always head over to our website, com, and uh, you can use the web form to send it over. If you don't like to use the web form, and that's fine, you could always email it to me directly at info at com. Or if you have an active Spreaker account and you uh, are inclined to jump into the chat group, you can do that as well and send us over your prayer requests uh, through the chat group, and we'll make sure that we get it onto the list as quickly as we possibly can. All right, folks, that'll do it for our prayer list. And uh, from what I understand, we have a, a happy birthday that we're going to uh, send out uh, this afternoon. And uh, so this is a birthday, a birthday wish and a blessing going out to Yesenia. And we want to say on behalf of myself and the Sword of the Spirit podcast family, we wish you a very, very happy birthday, and God bless you. Once again, Yesenia, on behalf of myself and the Sword of the Spirit podcast family, we want to wish you the happiest of birthdays. God bless you, and we pray that the Lord will bless you with very many more. All right, folks, uh, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and we are going to take our second break of the afternoon here. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers Help us spread the gospel of the Lord, Jesus Christ. And if you feel like we deserve that five-star review on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and or GoodPods, uh, we would love to get that five-star review. Folks, we'll be back right after this. Don't you go away.
2: I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God, and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after these things which make for peace, and things wherewith one may edify another. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. and seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always, by all means. The Lord be with you all. Now the God of peace, that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.
0: we know in the journey of life. Whether green rolling hills or the deserts bare and dry, in all things God works for our glory. Take my hand, for my promises are true, and this we know in the journey of life, whether green rolling hills or the deserts bare and dry, in all things God works for our good. For those who
1: Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back, folks, to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, we're going to be getting into our message here in just a moment. Now, uh, I particularly chose this subject matter because I felt that the Lord kind of led me to it. Um, and I was thinking about, you know, what I was going to be preaching about uh, this weekend, And, uh, I really wasn't sure at at the first because, uh, with everything that had been going on, I wasn't able to really sit down and, and study this and, and pray and figure out, you know, because sometimes what happens with me is that the Lord will give me a couple of ideas and, uh, I'll read out the passages a few times each and then just kind of get a sense of what direction the Lord would be taking me. And, uh then of course, you know, with, with mom passing yesterday, um, and just the, the amount of, uh, of sadness and grief that, um, that we're dealing with in this, uh, I, I believe that the Lord directed me to the passage of scripture that we're going to start with, which then of course developed into something, uh, what we have here in front of us. All right. So, uh, Episode number 108 is for Mom. All right. Isaiah chapter 53, please. Isaiah chapter 53. Now, um, before we begin reading, uh, this chapter is one of those marvelous chapters in your Old Testament. Um, It's prophetic in nature. It's, It's prophesying the coming Messiah, the dying Savior. And uh, we need to understand that We so uh, we know who it is that we're reading about. Now, you may recall with me when Philip was instructed to go down to the Gaza Strip, and uh, he met an Ethiopian. And uh, the Ethiopian had been to Jerusalem to worship, and evidently he uh, retrieved, through that effort, at least a, uh, a fragment of Scripture. And uh, the Scripture that he was reading was this chapter right here, Isaiah chapter 53. And uh, Philip, you know, he ran up to him and he said, do you understand what you're reading? And uh, the Ethiopian said, well, how can I, how can I accept some man should guide me? Um, Is the prophet speaking of himself or is he speaking of someone else? That was the question. And so the Holy Spirit tells us, uh, he invited Philip up into his chariot to ride along with him and uh, Philip, Preached unto him Jesus. So Jesus is the topic of this chapter. All right, so let's begin reading in verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 53. Who hath believed our report? Now that's kind of a rhetorical question there, because the answer to that is not enough. Not enough. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs. And carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb so he openeth not his mouth he was taken from prison and from judgment and who shall declare his generation for he was cut off out of the land the living for the transgression of my people he was was he stricken And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he hath done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see see of the travail of his soul And shall be satisfied by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he hath poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with the transgressors and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Our heavenly father, I pray that you would give us some spiritual illumination and spiritual light, a heavenly vision from this passage of Scripture, and we'll thank you in the name of the one who it is dedicated to, the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Now, the word grief only appears, believe it or not, 26 times in your Bible, and 23 of those 26 are right here in this chapter, three In one chapter, well, as I indicated, it's a prophetic chapter dealing with the rejection of Jesus Christ. So some folks, you know, we know, are dealing with grief. Like I said earlier, you know, yesterday, my sister and I, my sister and I, lost our mom. Uh, Just a few weeks ago, one of our listeners lost their mom. So some of us are dealing with grief today, and dealing with grief is never easy. It's probably one of the most difficult emotions we ever encounter in this life grief. The Bible declares that Jesus was acquainted with grief, and he bore it in our stead. And, you know, as I pondered that, I thought, well, how did he do it? How is it that the Bible declares that Jesus was acquainted with grief? He was very familiar with it. You know, grief was not a stranger in the mind and the life and the emotions of Jesus Christ. And so I kind of just began to search through the New Testament, considering some of the encounters that Jesus had with grief. And as we look at each one of those briefly today, I think it'll help us to understand how he bore our grief. It's impossible for Jesus to bear our grief if he's unfamiliar with it, if he didn't know anything about it. So how did he do it? Well, how about we begin over in the Gospel of Luke and uh, chapter number two. Luke chapter two. So the first element of, gr- of grief that Jesus encountered, or at least that's recorded in the scriptures, is the grief of being misunderstood. Christians, Bible believers, are frequently, frequently misunderstood. Sometimes purposely and sometimes ignorantly, but nonetheless, we're often misunderstood. You know, when we tell people, for example, that you can know you have eternal life, oftentimes we're accused of thinking that we're better than they are. Well, that's an utter misunderstanding. That isn't the suggestion at all, is it? When we tell people, hey, look, you can know that you have eternal life, well, who do you think you are? Well, I'm just one beggar telling another beggar where their bread is. That's all I am. Now, in Luke chapter 2 and verse 40... And the child grew, the child here is Jesus, and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey. And they sought him among their kinfolk and, their, and the acquaintance. So you see, they figured that he was just you know, back of the train with uh, you know, some of the relatives, that he was lagging behind playing with some of the kids. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctor's, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. Now, some might say, well, Jesus, the perfect child, was being a little inconsiderate of his parents when he knew that they knew not of his whereabouts. You know, being back at Jerusalem instructing the doctors. And, of course, you know, they were astonished and amazed because who's this 12-year-old kid that, that, you know, he's never been to Harvard, you know? What could he possibly know? But his answers were beyond the pale of their understanding. You know, but we forget that his earthly parents received angelic information thirteen years previous to that as to what his purpose and destiny was. They had somehow, at least temporarily, shoved that in the corner closet of their mind, and they should have momentarily said, "Hey, wait a second! Is Jesus doing what he's purposed and dedicated to do, to, to do?" Now, notice what he said: "Wist ye not that I must be about my Father's business?" Now I'm sure from that time forward, when Jesus was acting a little odd or a little strange in the estimation of the average person, those words just resonated in their mind. Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? He was misunderstood from a very early age. All right, go over to Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. Now, some of you that are grieving and may suggest to those that attend comfort in your behalf that you have an understanding of eternity that eluded you until you came to the the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You know, and they may look look at you and not understand. You know, there'll be folks that, that will attend my mother's funeral service next week that won't completely understand. You know, they won't get it. Misunderstanding. Jesus knew about that. He was greatly misunderstood. Now in Mark chapter 3 and verse 31, And when his friends heard of it, they went out to lay hold on him, for they said, He is beside himself. Even Jesus' friends, the disciples, listed in verses 13 to 19, you know, th- this must be the friends that they're talking about. And Jesus said some things, and they said, All right, <laughs> Man, he lost it. He's fallen off the deep end. You know, let's see if we can somehow lay hold on him. Now, all of this was precipitated back over in verse number 10. Look with me there, verse 10. For he had healed many insomuch that they pressed upon him for to touch him, as many had plagues and unclean spirits when they saw him. Uh, And unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. And he straightly charged them that they should not make him known. Now, Jesus is about his father's business at this point you know he's no longer that 12-year-old boy he's 30 years old and he's fully and thoroughly engaged in the business that the lord had him for, had for him to do when he was upon this earth so so, was, so so jesus was so totally involved in his ministry that his friends said man he's losing it losing it totally misunderstood you know, it's quite a delight when on a rare occasion you, you hear about a Christian, especially in these contemporary times, that gets so excited about Jesus that that's all he wants to talk about, and someone out there on the peripheral edge says, man, he's losing it. He's losing it. You know, folks, I hope, I pray that that's been said about me a time or two concerning my commentary of Jesus Christ. He's losing it, man. no just misunderstood Jesus knew the grief of being misunderstood but it gets worse it gets worse John chapter 7 John chapter 7 and we'll start in verse 1 John chapter 7 and verse 1 After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry because the Jews sought to kill him. That means down in the Jerusalem area. He wouldn't go there for a while. Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence, and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. For neither did his brethren believe in him. Now, the brethren in this particular occasion, they're not just, you know, spiritual colleagues. They're flesh and blood brethren. They're children of Joseph and Mary. You know, the the perpetual virginity of Mary is not biblical. It's not biblical. Jesus was the firstborn, and there were several born thereafter. All right, now the family, the family. This is a fractured family, and what this is, is is a backdoor invitation to get out of dodge. Now, on one hand, we're told that Jewry is not particularly hosp- hospitable to uh, to Jesus because, you know, well think about it. He re- he represented a threat to them, and on the flip side, his own family is saying, you know, you're you're kind of in a consolidated tiny vacuum here, you know it would be good if the whole world knew about your miracles and your great deeds. So what you ought to do is motor on down to Jerusalem for a while so that the TV cameras and the radio announcers can you know grab a hold of this thing and your ministry can be expanded greatly. Just a backdoor invitation to get out of here and leave us alone. That's all that was. It's a fractured family. Jesus knew the grief of that very thing. This, in part, probably led to Jesus to to say what he did back over in Matthew chapter 10. You know what? Turn over there with me. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 34. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 34. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Now, clearly, if you understand the entire context of what Jesus is saying, he's not suggesting that that that's his primary purpose. What he's telling us is that's the result. That's the result. Jesus doesn't purposely try to divide families, but the result of people choosing him oftentimes results in families being divided. Well, I suppose that most of us, if not all of us, have experienced that to one degree or another. And then then he bore the grief of being unappreciated. Look with me over in Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. The grief of being utterly unappreciated. Luke chapter 17 and verse 11. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when, they saw, and when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show thyself unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, They were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan, one of those awful, renegade, maverick Samaritans. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the other nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger." And he said it to him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. One out of ten. One out of ten. Now, folks, leprosy is a dreadful, awful, wretched disease. To be cleansed from it would be such a notable occasion. I mean, how could you possibly set that aside and not want to give thanks to the purveyor of the cleansing? One out of ten. Jesus knew something about being unappreciated. And then he was accused to add fuel to the fire. He was accused of helping people through the power of the devil. Look with me over in Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11 and verse 14. And he was casting out a devil, and it was dumb, and it came to pass when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake, and the people wondered. Now, dumb... All right, Bible language, you understand? God's not talking about a lack of intelligence here. He's talking about the inability to speak. But some of them said, He casteth out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. And others, tempting him, sought of him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falleth. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because you say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. And if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. Well, Jesus had some pretty strong words for them. Amen? But the fact of the matter is, Jesus is doing his best as he tours the country, of distributing good works and casting devils out of people. And I think you know, you know, America's got America America's got to the place that, you know, if Jesus would come in the flesh to America today, that would be one of his primary occupations, occupations, casting devils out of people. Well, sure enough he did. And he was accused of helping people through the power of the devil. So Jesus understood the grief of being unappreciated but it only gets worse. He understood about the grief of being deserted. Being deserted. Look with me at Matthew 26. Now, folks, there's different ties different styles of preaching, and I understand this. Now, a lot of preachers, you know, and I don't fault this in any way shape or form, but a lot of preachers would just tell you the story and then keep on moving. But I, you know, I I honestly came to the morbid understanding many years ago that that the only bible people re- people read is when they're asked to read it in a church service so you know i want you to get exposed to as much bible as you can that's why i have people turn with me and read with me you follow now over in matthew chapter 26 and verse 31 that then saith jesus unto them all ye shall be offended because of me this night for it is written i will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad so Jesus is anticipating his night in Gethsemane, and Pilate uh, and, and, you know, uh, in Pilate's judgment hall and Caiaphas the high priest, and being condemned and eventually scourged. and he said, "You know what? His, his goodness and His name and his ministry brought offense even to his own disciples. He said, "You'll be offended because of me, because of me, and you'll flee." Like a, like a covey of quails. You'll leave because of me, being deserted. Being deserted. And later on in the same chapter, Matthew 26 and verse 45, Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us, go, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with sword and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, the same is he, hold him fast. Jesus being betrayed by one of his disciples. Now Jesus knew, of course, you know, long before that Judas would be the betrayer. He knew the intents of the heart of that individual, but nonetheless, Judas was one of the disciples. He was privileged with information that, that few were privileged to. Um, you know, parables were explained to him that the crowd could never get. He observed the miracles at the hand of Jesus in every fashion and form, betrayed by a disciple. But you know, the ultimate insult, I guess, is, is betrayed by Peter himself. You know, Peter was one of the three inner core. You know, Matthew 26, verse 69. Now, Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also wast with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. So, three times, Peter denies his fellowship and relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you think Jesus knows anything about grief? Do you think he understands grief? Did he encounter grief? Did he deal with grief? Did he bear grief? He certainly did. He certainly did. Let's go to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. Let's talk about the grief of death. This is the last grief that I want to show you uh, that Jesus bore. But then what I want to do is spend a few minutes telling you about how he dealt with it. Because all we've talked about so far is the problem. Amen? We need a solution. Without Without a solution, the problem is just amplified to the extent that it just wears us down all the more. But there is a solution. Alright, now, in John chapter 11. And of course, this is the story of Jesus' very close friend, Lazarus. And Lazarus had died, and we've talked about this several times, and a lot of the theological ramifications of Jesus waiting two days after he received the news of Lazarus was sick, and so on. Um, and there was a reason for all that. And his sisters, Mary and Martha, and their whole grief and, and what they were dealing with, and, and their belief that Jesus got there too late for Lazarus to be resurrected and so on. But you know, let's pick it up in John chapter 11 and verse 32. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. You see? This is one of those subtle accusations. Where were you? Where were you? If you had just been here, my brother hadn't have died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, where have you laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Now all kinds of theological propositions have been extracted from that shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. But why can't we just say that simply that Jesus wept because it grieved him that Lazarus had died. Some would say, well, how could Jesus be grieved? Because he knew what was about to take place. He knew that he would go to the graveside, and within moments he would call out Lazarus. He would say, Lazarus, come forth. And in absolute obedience to the creator of the universe, Lazarus, would have absolutely no alternative or choice but to come out of that grave regardless of how long he'd been dead. So why? Why would Jesus weep in anticipation of that great resurrection? Well, maybe he wept because he knew Lazarus would have to die twice. Didn't he? Lazarus would have to die twice but Jesus saw the grief in these dear friends. He saw it in the faces and the, the tears of Mary and Martha. And just, you know, his human emotions poured out as he shared their grief. He bore it. He understood it. I am light years away from understanding the grief that Jesus bore, but, you know, I got a glimpse of it. I got a glimpse of it, and only in this respect. You know, as a pastor, as, as a preacher... When my people hurt, I hurt. When I see when I see grief in their lives, it grieves me. It's you, know, you you bear some grief. You share the grief with them. Jesus wept most of all because he just bore their grief. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We're going to take our last break of the afternoon here, and when we come back, we're going to uh, start to wrap up our message tonight on dealing with grief. Folks, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away.
0: Take me, Lord. Use me now. Draw me close, O Lord. Give me godly understanding of your holy word. Let me live so close to you, others too may see. Jesus, shining for life day by day
2: forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. said unto you, That ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely.
1: Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast, folks. This is Joe Rusiello. Uh Today we are talking about a, uh, a very uh, personal uh, subject uh, for myself, my family, particularly uh, today, uh, dealing with grief, dealing with grief. And um, we have been talking about examples of how the Lord Jesus Christ uh, was acquainted with grief. And uh, what we're going to do here, because we pretty much spoke about all of the examples of him acquainted with grief, but how did he handle it? You know, with all the grief that Jesus encountered in his ministry, how did he handle it? Well, by observing how he handled it, it gives us a good prototype of how we're supposed to do it. Are we not supposed to follow his example? We are, aren't we? Wasn't that the admonition of Peter? Don't we follow in his steps? Learn from Jesus? Well, how did he do it? So take your Bible and head on over to the uh, book of John, chapter number 17. John, chapter 17. Now, in John, chapter 17, uh, this is the hour's, Uh, This is in the hours of ultimate grief that Jesus is encountering as he prays in Gethsemane. And the grief just accumulates and cascades into an avalanche to the extent that he ultimately starts perspiring blood. That's how much grief... That's how much grief is coming down on the soul of Jesus Christ. And in the midst of that, we get some clues. You know, we get some ideas as to what can prop us up and help us in the midst of our grief. Now, in John chapter 17, this is what's known as the high priestly prayer. This is the real Lord's Prayer. You know, the one you read about in the Sermon on the Mount, that's not the Lord's Prayer. That's the disciples' prayer. Now, here's the real Lord's Prayer right here. Jesus is praying, verse 1. And these words I would say to you, I would submit to you, folks, the first thing that helps us deal with our grief is the knowledge of eternal life. The knowledge, the understanding, the comprehension of the fact that God has promised us eternal life. Jesus said, I know my sheep, they hear my voice, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father... Which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my hand. I and my Father are one. Eternal life. I don't know if you could extract any comfort out of that, but I sure can. As I consider all the complexities and difficulties that encompass this world, I mean, man. Man, when it when it really gets down to where the rubber meets the road. All of the government programs, all of the pontificating of the politicians cannot provide anyone the comfort they need when they face death. Just can't do it. You can't. It's not available. You know, the Social Security Administration can't come up with it. Only God himself can make a difference. The knowledge of eternal life. All right? But that's not all. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Knowledge that he or you, in your case, is doing God's will or work. You know, Jesus found some extraneous comfort in the idea that he was accomplishing or concluding the work that God had placed him on this earth to do. Now, it's easy to say, well, you know, that's Jesus. Well, of course. He had a very specified destiny and work to do. But really, don't we all? Don't we all? You know, as I continue to work for the Lord Jesus Christ, there's actually comfort. That is a bomb of Gilead that aids in my grief. When I was working on this message, this was like a bomb of Gilead for me. This helped me and aided me in my grief. There was comfort in the words that I read, which is why I'm bringing them to you. The Lord says, yeah, but but it's part of the work. And then, that's not all. Look in verse 8. In verse 8, Jesus is still praying. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee. And they have believed that thou didst send me. The comfort of God's words. Jesus said, I gave them words. It's the same Jesus that said, thy word is truth. You know, there's, there's great deliberations that salve the anxious soul from the words of God. There's comfort in that book, folks. Comfort. Verse 9. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. Living for others. Living for others. You know, the world has accumulated a philosophy that propels them like a rocket ship. And that philosophy is, it's all about me. It's all about me. I call it the Facebook world. It's all about me. But when grief comes... There's really no satisfaction in that. It's living for others, doing for others, thinking of others. That brings a real solace to the soul. And then finally, in verse 23, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. The knowledge of God's love, that that continual consolidation of God's love in our hearts and mind. God loves me. God cares for me. And I would say to, to whoever is listening that's grieving, as I am today, you know it, but don't forget it. Claim it. Hang on to it. God loves you in your grief, in your sorrow, in your heartache. Jesus has been there. He bears your grief, He carries the burden of it. God loves you. That's one of the great examples of God's love. He carries our grief. Now, if you don't know Him as your personal Savior, you've never allowed Him to really carry your grief, why don't you give it a whirl? Why don't you give it a try? Allow Him to be your grief carrier. Our Heavenly Father, as we come before the throne of grace tonight, Heavenly Father, we just pray that you would carry and bear our grief. I pray tonight, Father, for all of those that are listening, whether it's live tonight or whether it's as the podcast later, who are grieving, who are suffering, who are dealing with loss and heartache, pain. Father, I pray that they would find comfort in the knowledge of eternal life in the words of God in the work that you had set for them to do and the knowledge of God's love. And if there are any tonight that are listening, again, live, or as the podcast later, that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and haven't taken advantage of the Lord Jesus Christ as the grief carrier, I pray, Heavenly Father, that they would call upon the Lord tonight, that they would make him their personal Savior. And that they would cast all of their care and all their burden on the Lord Jesus Christ because he cares for them. We want to thank you tonight, Lord, for the life of my mom, for the sacrifices that she made for us through her life, I again want to pray for my sister, Laura. I pray, Lord, that you would bring comfort to her, that you would touch her. Lord, that she would cast all of her grief upon you. Father, I pray. Father, I just pray for our situation. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to work our way and navigate our way through it. And we'll thank you for it tonight. For it's in the lovely name of the Lord Jesus that we pray. Amen. All right, folks. Well, that will do it for our Sermon Sunday broadcast. I want to say thank you so much to every one of you for your prayers. I'll be traveling to New York this week for my mom's funeral, so uh, chances are there won't be a Thursday night Bible study this week. Um, But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, If I can get notes done and uh, um, I can get something recorded that we can upload on Thursday, we'll do that, but uh, uh, chances are that there's not going to be a show on Thursday, but that's fine. That'll give you a chance to get caught up on whatever it is that you've missed. But uh, even though there won't be a show Thursday or possibly won't be a show Thursday night, we'll be back with you next Sunday for our Sermon Sunday broadcast. So again, folks, I just want to say one more time, thank you so much for your prayers and thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Head on over to our website, com. Click on that contact section and why don't you send us over a message. Let us know whatever your questions or comments are. Also, look for that support this podcast button. And if you can help us out with a monthly recurring contribution, we would appreciate that. Or a one-time would be just as good. Until next time, folks, win the loss no matter the cost. God bless you. Take care.